Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Paul Martini. Paul is the lead pastor at New Life City a church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's an evangelist who travels the world extensively, training, teaching, and imparting the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He's ministered in over 37 nations and preached on five different continents, witnessing the Holy Spirit move in miracles, signs, and wonders. On top of that, he's an amazing husband and father to seven children. So Paul, (laughs) it is wonderful to have you here today. Uh, it's so great to be on your show, Matt. Um, I love who you are and uh, and what you do for the kingdom of God. So when you asked me, I was like, yeah, for sure. Well, let's do it. Oh, I definitely appreciate that. And I always like to tell the the listeners, uh, you know, give them a little background. And so while Paul and I only met briefly in 2018, he was over the events for Global Awakening at that time. And there was a There Is More conference in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, William Wood, one of the speakers said, there's somebody that's difficult in your life. And I just feel like you need to reach out to that person. And one of those people was a homeless buddy of mine, Ernest, y'all have heard me talk about before. So I just felt like I needed to go get him and bring him to that session. And so I go up to Paul, I'm like, hey, uh, I've got a homeless buddy that I really think is supposed to be here. Uh, if I find him, uh, could I, you know, bring him in? How much do I need to pay? And Paul looks at me, you know, kind of just strange look. He's like, do you even know where he is? I was like, nope, I don't. But uh, if I find him, can I bring him? He was like, yeah. I mean, if you can find him, you know, uh, he, he can come in for free thinking like there's no way. Uh, so I sprint from there, the BJCC over to Lynn Park run right into him. Uh, he had just grabbed a plate of food. And without question, he just followed me to come hear Todd White's testimony. And that was the first time I met Paul Martini. And that was awesome. Uh, really appreciated because that was the night that Ernest got shot and ended up getting off the street. So I believe wow. that that was, uh, you know, just a divine connection right there. Uh, but then recently, uh, Paul and I have just been ministering in Brazil And that was an amazing trip with uh, Dr. Randy Clark, Global Awakening. Uh, So uh, in the little uh, bit that I've gotten to hang out with Paul, awesome stuff has happened. So, uh, Paul, I'm excited to see what the Lord does here today. Yeah, same here. I I believe people can uh, even be healed through a podcast. You know, I've seen so many cool things like that. And and if anything, I just pray that people's faith is encouraged and that they feel edified and, and uh, know that Jesus is with them and uh, he's amazing and he never changes. You know, when, when you came up to ask me, I, I barely remembered this, but um, I think at the time I, I always kind of have this consideration that sometimes we're entertaining angels unaware. And I thought, is this an angel testing me? <laughs> hey, would you be okay if I bring a homeless guy into the event? So, because uh, you disappeared too, you know. And um, anyway, it was really cool that it was a you were a real person, and and that your buddy uh, got off the streets. So I love I love that testimony. 
anyway. I'm a glad that I'm a real person, although it would yeah. be cool to be an angel. So maybe you uh, are still an angel. Maybe <laughs> right, you just have right. <laughs> uh, uh, Ask my wife and uh, it depends on the day, you know, but um, no. So, Paul, you have an incredible anointing uh, to just see Holy Spirit move. You you have, have operated in the gifts for a long time. You know, where did that start? How long have you been walking in these things and uh, how long have you known? I mean, clearly you've ministered in all these places. That's taken a lot of time, but. Um, did you grow up in church? What, what's your background? Share a little bit with us. Yeah, that's a great question. So I, um, you know, I'm, I'm Italian American and, uh, you know, I don't, I think there's a lot of Italians in Birmingham maybe, but you know, they pop you out Catholic there. So, uh, <laughs> when you're Italian, so, uh, grew up in Catholic, uh, uh, circles, uh, my family, uh, traditional Catholics, uh, you know, again, Italians, um, and then, and there was something called the Catholic Charismatic Renewal that was happening in the eighties, uh, late seventies. And my parents got saved in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And for a long time, they were going to uh, Catholic Mass on Saturday night and Sunday morning. We're going to a Pentecostal church that was also Italian uh, based, which is really funny. But um, and because uh, they just couldn't let go, uh, the, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal kind of started dying out and the Pentecostal movement was ramping up in their area. And, and so uh, I was uh, after my Holy Communion, my mom said, OK, when Paul gets his Holy Communion, um, we will transfer fully to the Pentecostal Church. And so I kind of have a Catholic roots and a Pentecostal upbringing, um, ran away from the Lord in my teenage years and uh, uh, ran hard uh, away, unfortunately. And, you know, I think that there were times in my life that I did make decisions for Christ, but um, I definitely ran away and, uh, and, and was saving face going to church um, and being like a nominal Christian, but not really living any fruit of Christianity in my life. And so, um, yeah. And then I, um, that's my background. God radically saved me outside of a bar. Someone came up to me and asked me if I was going to make it. And I was, uh, I was going through a really tragic time in my life, wanted to die, smoking a cigarette, standing outside of the dark windows of a bar. And I call this person my black angel. He's an African-American man, comes up to me and he says, are you going to make it? And I'm like, I'm in Philly. I'm, from, I'm a Philly boy. So you don't talk to people you don't know in <laughs> Philly. And so I'm like, what? He's like, you heard me. You going to make it? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, how do you know? And I don't know why I said this, but it was like I was time warped back in the children's church where the only three correct answer is Jesus, the Bible, and prayer. <laughs> and I said, because Jesus? And he said, Jesus? Why'd you say Jesus? I said, because I'm a Christian. I wasn't living like it. I was drinking and smoking. And, and he said, uh, he just ignored me. He said, what's your name? And I said, my name's Paul. And he said, wow. He said, you know, Paul and the Bible do great things for God. He said, one day, Paul, you're going to do great things for God. And he walks away. And I threw my cigarette down and I went to my car and I cried my eyes out. And I say that's when I found my journey of peace, because it was in that moment, as the psalmist David wrote, that even though I make my bed in hell, God, you're with me. And uh, and so God really helped me go through that tragic time. And um, uh, long story 
uh, even longer. Uh, we, I got connected with Global Awakening, went to their ministry school. I gave up my career and, uh, and I started, uh, well, one of the things that one, when it comes to the supernatural map, one of the things that started me on my journey was this. I went on a missions trip. I'm back with the Lord now. I went on a missions trip. I thought, this is what I'm going to do with my time. My two weeks vacation, I'm going overseas. I went overseas and God showed up in a big way. And I'm like, let's go to the hospital and pray for the sick. It, it was amazing what God did in the service. We went to the hospital. I didn't see one person healed. I don't, you know, I, I didn't even know how to pray for the sick. Like no one taught me. It was just something it, uh, in my body was just like, if God's here, let's pray for the sick. Well, that starting on journey is that, why didn't I see any healing? And, you know, how does this all work? And it's in the Bible, right? So that was my journey. And um, long story short, I went to uh, Global School Supernatural Ministry under Dr. Randy Clark, and he taught you uh, a, a biblical model of how to pray for the sick. It's just a model uh, it's not principles, it's not uh, rules, just some principles that uh, of, of learning how to follow the Holy Spirit while praying for the sick. And um, that, uh, Randy, when you're a student at Randy Clark's school, he teaches you for like a month and then he goes, okay, let's go to Brazil. And he takes all the students to Brazil and you're like, what? And you're Randy's ministry team. And, uh, and that's when I saw my first miracles. That's when I saw people with, uh, you know, issues in their body getting healed. And I was blown away through my own hands. And, uh, and from that point on, it was a journey of following the Holy Spirit, knocking and asking for more, because there's, there's points, if you want to go this route of ministry, walking in the supernatural, there's a lot of highs and lows, right? Because there's a lot of highs, because you see some amazing things. There's a lot of lows, because you don't see it all the time. And you go, God, God, why this and not that? Um, and there were seasons of my life where I learned that I needed to fast and pray for another breakthrough. I needed to get another impartation. You know, I needed, I needed this baptism of the spirit to happen again in my life. Not that the Holy Spirit left me, but that whatever I don't, you know, the apostle Paul says, we see in part, we know in part. And so it's not that, you know, we know how all this, you know, we have everything figured out, but I just know that when you seek his face more, he, and you, and you steward what he gives you, you get more. And so, um, that's, that's what we've been finding. And, and, um, so, you know, now we've seen a blind eyes open, deaf ears open. We see the lame walk. Um, we've had, um, uh, you know, people on their deathbeds get out of the hospital when doctors said they were going to die. Um, I haven't personally raised anyone from the dead yet, but, uh, I say yet because I'm still going to try, <laughs> you know? And if God sets up the opportunity and it's his will that, that, uh, you know, uh, for them to come back to life, then I'm, I want to partner with that. Yes. So it's all about following the Holy spirit it really is, you know, people, people, I think the Trinitarian doctrine kind of, kind of gets people confused because they're like, well, you know, God is everywhere. And it's true. He's, 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 um, uh, he's omniscient. He knows all things. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. But um, when we talk about biblically speaking, God, the father is in heaven. Jesus Christ was sent to us. He fully God, fully man, God incarnate, lived a sinless life. If you guys don't know the gospel, this is it. Lived a sinless life, 
died on the cross as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, rose again on the third day, hung out with the disciples for 40 days. People forget that. Ascend into heaven on the 40th day. Ten days later, he pours out his spirit. So Jesus, even though he lives in your heart, you learn that in Sunday school, and he does. It's only He only does that because of the Holy Spirit. God is with us, meaning the Holy Spirit is inside of us. You receive Christ, you receive the Spirit of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit preaches the message of Christ. So yes, Christ is in you, but really, if you want to be technical, God the Father is in heaven, seated at his right hand is Jesus Christ, who intercedes for us. And who is with us? The Holy Spirit, not an invisible energy force, but the person who is God, the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm not saying that you, you need to say Holy Spirit in every prayers. Uh, they all point to one another. They all, you know, you can say Lord and it works. But um, what I'm what, the reason why I'm saying that is um, I think people have devalued who the Holy Spirit is. And it's such a it's such an issue. Like if I went to a church and I said this, if I if I was a pastor, I am a pastor. If I if someone came to my church and said, you can preach on uh on the on the Father and you can preach on the Holy Spirit, but simmer down on this Jesus stuff, I would say that's blasphemy. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus is God. So in the same manner, Matt. If someone came up to me and said, you can, you can preach on God the Father, you can preach on Jesus, but simmer down on the Holy Spirit. Man, that's blasphemy. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's God. Not three gods. They all, they, they all are God. And, and this is the Trinitarian understanding. If you can, Now, there's mystery to it, which means we'll never understand the fullness of it until we're in, in heaven. But for what we've been revealed to us now, Three persons, three separate persons, one God, and who is with us? The Holy Spirit, the person, the Holy Spirit. So learning how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and following his lead and following, where's he going? What's he doing? What's he saying to me? What's he want to say through me? That is the Christian life. That's a spirit-filled life. So I don't know why I started talking about that, but if you want to know the answer to how to move in signs and wonders, have your Holy Spirit as your best friend, <laughs> you know, because yes. that happens out of overflow. Love Jesus with all your heart. Have a relationship with the, with Jesus. Love the Father. Know who the Father is. You know, this is all. But people forget that. They forget the Trinitarian understanding and they almost go to a, you know, singular or or a. a, a, a uh, a dual, a dual uh, uh, Godhead without realizing it, you know, in the, maybe not in their theology, but in their practice. It isn't so. God's love and his grace. Just so amazing that, that he's taken two guys that like to go out and party and, and he radically transformed us to uh, be here for this day and this time to have this conversation about Jesus and, and the power of the Holy spirit. To, to talk about how he's transformed our lives and how he can transform the lives of anybody that's out there listening. It's available for everybody because this is two guys that ran away from the Lord, that were brought up in the church, that ran away from the Lord as fast and as far as we could go. And he chased us down because he loves us. And he knew that there were things that he wanted 
us to do at some point in the future, wanted us to do the whole time. But again, we have free will. And so we rejected him. And and he's still in his kindness and his goodness. He still drew us back through people to mm-hmm. be in relationship with him and to follow him, to hear his voice and do the things that he's calling us to do with that. You know, it's available for every single person. If they read the word of God. They know what his word says. Yes. They know that it, that he says, truly, I tell you, anyone who believes will do the same works, if not greater. That's John 14, 12. That's right. Anyone who believes and not just the pastors, not just the priests, not just, uh, you know, some main platform speaker uh, that, that has a large following. No, anyone who believes will do the no. same works, if not greater. Jesus spoke those words. So we've got to take him at his word. We've got to step out in faith and pray for those. The impartation is extremely important. You know, we we receive from the Lord, but there are people that are carrying things that, you know, the laying on of hands, absolutely biblical, and there's an increase that takes place. Um, but, you know, I, I think that when you've seen God do incredible things, like we've seen just recently mm-hmm. in Brazil and like you've seen yeah. all over the place. And then you come back to America and then you're like, oh man, I'm expecting the exact same thing. And then you don't see the exact same, you know, results. Uh, yeah. To me, that's, that's been a little challenging over the last week or so. Um, one example of that, uh, you know, you're talking about how we don't necessarily see the results right away. There you see the results. Boom, 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 boom. Just people getting healed left and right. And uh, I was at the gym last week and I'd prayed for five or six clients throughout the day Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, seeing the Lord do incredible things. And then and I get to the gym and there's a guy that's on a scooter and he's got a boot and, you know, his foot's in a cast. And I said, hey, man, what happened? And he said, oh, well, I I tore some ligaments. I fell off a motorcycle and I was like, oh, well, you know, Jesus heals ligaments. Uh, he healed my knee through prayer. Uh, I believe that Jesus heals. Can I pray for you? And he's like, yeah, whatever, man. And so I get down to pray and I'm about to lay hands. Up. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I don't need you hovering over me like that. Uh, man, it's healing fine on its own. I was like, oh, man. Well, uh, wow. that stinks. So I got back on the machine, start praying under my breath and a little defeated and go to the next machine. And this guy comes up and um, less than five minutes later. And it's like, hey, uh, Matt, I want you to know uh, you healed my knee. I was like, no, no, no. Jesus healed your knee. I prayed for Whoa. this guy months ago, months ago. And the first time we prayed, you know, it felt a little bit better than I saw him a couple of days later. And it was like, it's actually gotten worse. So we prayed again, hadn't, you know, gotten any feedback from him since then. But the Lord, in his kindness, sent him over to deliver that word just as the enemy was coming to wow. try to steal the seed. Uh, right. So it's, you know, I want to see the same hunger and the same desperation here in America that we just saw in Brazil. Yeah. And so I want to ask you, because you've been, you know, far more places than I have, and you've seen far more uh, signs, wonders, and miracles than I have. But, you know, when you go and you see this massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and then you come back, and then you've got Americans that are just distracted, comfortable, uh, you know, don't think they need God because they've got so much of the worldly trappings. How do you handle that? How do you 
How do you continue to navigate those things uh, after you've been as many places and seen as much as you have, and then you want that same thing for the people that got places in your path here? Yeah, I mean that's it's it's you're not you're not a stranger in that, you know. Um, America, you know, in in Brazil, like their healthcare is not very good. Um, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of options for a lot of them, and so oftentimes when you find a, a country where the people in the meeting, if they don't get healed, there's no other option, you know. And the problem is, is that Americans, um, most Westerners, have this like my healer, my 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 answer is the medical community, and um, and so they don't even believe that God's an option. And and in the South, in particular, you have a stronghold of what we call cessationism which is a demonic th- theology uh, that's, that tells the lie that God doesn't do this anymore. And, um, and so you're, you're battling things that just is not taught in a lot of other nations. When you go below the equator, uh, those believing Christians, most of those uh, born-again Christians below the equator are spirit-filled Christians, even if they have Baptist in their name. And so you don't have the, de- the demonic uh, doctrines that you have to overcome. And, um, you know, demons, people don't realize how, so like on Sunday morning, we, we ministered Saturday night, Sunday morning, I felt like the Lord told me, do, do a deliverance, do a mass deliverance. And the Lord was speaking to me over the, over the time in Brazil about the demonic. And, uh, and because, you know, not everything is a demon, of course. And, uh, and so, uh, but the Lord was kind of sharing with me, he's like, Paul, you know, because if someone gets an injury, like your your guy who with torn ligaments, whatever, maybe it was a basketball accident, motorcycle accident, all these things. It's not a demon. It's an actual accident. But what the Lord was showing me was that, you know, demons are like infections. Your wounds might be a certain accident. Uh, your injury might be a certain natural thing that happened. But a demon has attached itself to that wound. And if, if we talk about in the natural, if an infection gets in a real wound, that will never heal. You got to heal the infection. You got to get the infection out before you heal the, the injury. And the Lord was kind of showing me that some things that aren't getting healed was because there was demonic attachments to them. And so what I did was I just had um, my friend, Jake Kale, who's a deliverance minister. He was on Sid Ross. It's supernatural. He's from Pennsylvania. He's actually from Texas, but he lives in Pennsylvania now. And, uh, he, he just does it so naturally. We just have them do prayers of renouncing of certain demonic things. And then I just take authority while they're in that moment. And I command every demon to leave and break that off. And that's when we had deaf ears open in that meeting. And, um, and so, you know, and a lot of people got healed. Um, and so I think that some of it is um, demons aren't any different in, this, in the Southern Hemisphere than they are the Norm- Northern Hemisphere. We just give them different names. So there's a spirit of unbelief that has encapsulated American culture. Um, and so and some of it is a deliverance that needs to take place. Um, and then some of it is a re-education of our God being a good God who actually wants to heal. Um, some of it is people just don't want to be disappointed. So they don't even try. I mean, it's just, it's a multi-layered issue. Um, 
And the re- and and the reality is, Matt, is that God is raising up sons and daughters in America to turn the tide. And um, Jesus's main main ministry, you know, he was was actually deliverance. He he did more deliverance than he did of anything else. And it was to a people who were God's people. Think about that. It wasn't like he went to the Gentiles, like, we got to get all these demons out of the Gentiles. He was going to religious people who grew up in a God, you know, a God-instructed place. And Jesus like, I'm going to deliver them and heal them. And so I'm like, we need to kind of maybe take a look at now. Deliverance doesn't need to be like as dramatic as you, you might see on TV and and maybe in some denominations that, that really, for a lack of a better word, hype up some of this stuff. Um, deliverance can be really natural. And so sometimes I'll, I'll um, come against a spirit, even under my breath, before I minister to somebody or talk to them. Sometimes while I'm praying for them, I just say it, you know, because they don't, they're, if they agreed to prayer, I'm just like, okay. And I just command a spirit of unbelief to leave right now. I command a spirit of affliction and torment and uh pain go in jesus name and i get that out of there because if they don't have it it doesn't matter anyway you know what i mean it's always going to be a net positive result (laughs) so it's not like it's not like you're like oh i got that one wrong if they didn't have a demon be like oh cool great if they did great you know whether it was just something lifted off of them or or they got some freedom or and then um you you do you will see breakthrough but my my belief is this is that the more sons and daughters that are getting raised up in America, and you know it's more now than it has ever been, um, it's going to combat the spirit of unbelief, which is the spirit that will stop God from moving. It's like the one sin that's, un, you know, like uh, the rejection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's unforgivable. Like, how can he redeem something that you, you're you not worth, you're, you're not willing to believe in, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't even... so. This is the this is the the stronghold in America that's got to break, and it's going to happen through the gift of compassion. You know, comp- the unconditional compassion that we have through God, with His power and His uh, power and love, right through His power and His peace. And um, and and I believe that 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 stronghold will start breaking. But we're going to have to keep knocking, Matt. And that's that's the reality. Uh, people in Brazil. They believe that if if God exists, He would do something, and so they they have that little seed. In America, a lot of people don't even believe God exists, and the ones who do, especially in a lot of denominations in the South, don't believe that He would do it. It would be against His nature to do it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you know, I I also think that um, you know there if you tell somebody, hey, there's a spirit that's attached to this. Uh, or if you say, hey, you've got a demon, they're like, get rid of it. You know, they, they believe right. you. And they're right. like, immediately, uh, they don't want to hold on to it, because they they know that those things exist, and, and that they probably do have one. Here, you can have people that will argue that Christians can't mm-hmm. have demons. You'll have mm-hmm. people that uh, no, I don't think that that's a demon. That's just blah, blah, blah. It's just a diagnosis. It's just mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And, you know, so even their willingness to acknowledge, because they do, I mean, they're just so quickly, they just leave. Um, but, you know, I do believe that that the Lord is stirring up, mm-hmm. you know, that the Holy Spirit is moving here 
in mm-hmm. incredible ways. And, and he is awakening the people, uh, some that have been in church for a long time. He's, he's showing them that there is more uh, yeah. through, you know, people like you and Dr. Clark and, you know, teams that, that are traveling all around this country and this world that are uh, trying to combat the, the, the false theology and uh, the demonic that has crept into the church. Uh, so much here in the U.S. Uh, to make them realize that that this, I mean, we see in in services at our church, and and you see in services at your church, signs, wonders, and miracles uh, yeah. absolutely happen all the time. But it's just it's not quite the the sheer numbers that we mm-hmm. see in some of these other places. So it's it's my heart to see uh, that same type of move, and and again, that's why I love having people on here to share because I share with my listeners on a regular basis, some of the crazy stuff that I've encountered. But then when I bring on more and more friends that uh, they've encountered just the same, if not more, uh, they're like, well, maybe this guy isn't crazy or he just keeps finding the craziest people on the planet that come (laughs) on and, and talk about this stuff. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. What was one of the, or if you want to share a couple testimonies, out yeah. of some of the things that you just saw when we were down there this past time, uh, so just fresh off the presses, not, yep. you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, just within the last couple of weeks, what God did, uh, yeah. share some of that. Yeah. Um, you know, you were a part of some of these meetings that, uh, we saw God do amazing stuff, but, um, you know, we had a, I have a video out, uh, on my Instagram. You can look at it. Um, I think my Instagram's underscore Paul Martini, but, um, there's this guy who was deaf, uh, 95% deaf, had hearing aids to the max to just try to understand his, he had gotten COVID, was in a coma for 79 days, stayed in the hospital 90 days after that. The doctors told his wife to learn sign language um, so that he would be able to communicate with her. Um, he's, we, I just did a deliverance thing. And then I, um, that mass deliverance thing. And then I started doing some words of knowledge from stage. And then I said, I just had this inclination. Again, it's all about following what the Holy Spirit's doing. This isn't like a formulative thing that I'm doing. Um, I just said, if you feel God touching you right now, and it's something that you're dealing with, come forward. So like six or seven people came forward and God was touching them. And my team that was with me, um, went and started ministering to him. And I did the most unpastoral thing you could do because I, I would never do this in my pastor like mindset. But my friend Alan from the UK was praying for this lady at the altar to my left. And I look at this man to my right and I see God on him. Like I just see 
a significant thing happened, and no one was praying for him. And I, before I could even stop myself, I said, Alan, stop praying for her, pray for him, which is not a very pastoral thing to do. <laughs> you know, um, we made sure that woman got prayer as well, but uh, later, but um, what was happening was uh, God was healing him. He took out his hearing aids and he was totally healed. He sat through the whole service because I went and gave the word after that. And then we did some more healing. And then the testimony was him coming up and saying that he could heal. And we, and we tested it out. And, uh, and that's an amazing healing. Um, another one, a lady that's with awesome. uh, full cataracts and uh, glaucoma in, uh, in her uh, uh, one eye, I believe it was her right eye. Um, and she uh, could not see. And uh, she, I think it was uh, the Saturday night you were with me. It was Word of Knowledge came out. She received it. Sunday morning, she came up and said, I can see out of my, I could only see light before. Now I can see everything. And, uh, and, and, and this is the thing is that God does it both ways. He does it sovereignly, just like impartation. You know, there's, there's points where God comes upon you without anyone laying hands on you. And he imparts to you. And then there's biblical that, uh, you know, that in through impartation, God laid, you know, Moses laid his hands on, on the, uh, on the uh, others so that the spirit that was on him would be upon them. Um, and then you have uh, the laying on of hands with the elders. You have Paul actually getting healing through, you know, God's answer to Paul was Ananias would have to go lay hands on him. Isn't that funny? Uh, God doesn't have to do it that way. Why does he do it? We don't know. He just, he chooses to partner with us in what he does. But anyway, so uh, that was really awesome. We, we saw someone who had metal uh, in his leg through a motorcycle accident, had pain when he walked and had limited range of motion, get totally healed. Um, we saw, I don't, do, do you still have, do you have those pictures or it was Douglas, a guy named our interpreter, Douglas had the pictures. I should get those pictures of the metal in his leg mm. and the, gash that i mean it was really graphic it's it's a full-on gash uh it was right at the accident site of just how mangled his leg was um and so uh that's that's un that's not placebo right like placebo is when you think your pain's gone and then it comes back but placebo isn't i got my hearing <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. like I was right. deaf and now I got, right. or I couldn't see. And now I see that's not right. placebo. That's a miracle. And, um, uh, those are just a few of the, of the many things that we saw out there, but they just come to my mind that are, um, you know, all of them are praiseworthy. You know, um, we, what was really cool to see is my interpreter, uh, after we do the preaching and the word and the ministry corporately, we all have our own prayer lines. And Matt, you had one Saturday night. I had one. And we all have our interpreters who are like translating what we're saying and what they're saying. And she had never experienced anything like this before. And she would interpret, okay, um, what what can't you do? And this one woman had frozen shoulders. And sometimes I know this to be true. There's frozen shoulders in a uh, women get a certain age. That's so a sin. They don't know where it comes from, how they can't raise their arms. And it takes a lot of physical therapy and years to get that motion back. And, uh, this woman at first could not lift her arms. And, um, uh, I prayed for her simple prayer. And all of a sudden she gets range of mind. And, and this woman couldn't believe it. And the interpreter couldn't believe it. And she's forgetting to interpret to me what's going <laughs> on. You know, like I, you know, it's, 
it's really cool because, um, you know, faith is rising in the room. Yeah. And what, what I love what Randy Clark taught us um, is that, you know, if someone gets healed, clap 10 times really loud. And he tells the whole room that because all of a sudden you're just hearing clapping happening throughout the room. And you're like, Jesus is here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you guys sent me that video of uh, when that Saturday night in particular, I remember um, during worship that the Lord said, I'm going to walk through the aisles of this room. And I was like, wow, God, I don't even know what that means, but you know, I don't want you to pass me by. And uh, so I, I tell that to the room and we had a lot of healing that night, but what was cool is there was these feathers that were floating up and down on stage. And this is a room that had no ventilation system in it. And so I, you know, cause I'm, I'm the first one to be like, okay, there's a chicken stuck in a, an event somewhere, <laughs> you know, but, but there wasn't anything. And the pastor was shocked. It was just like, you know, and so that was really cool. Um, if, if anyone can have ever have a chance to go to Brazil with Randy, it does something to you with your faith level um, because you see what God can do. And then you go and, and through your own hands under that ministry. And, and then you go, okay, if he can do it in Brazil, he can do it in America. And you come back with a, with a different perspective. We had someone from my church who was a PhD in engineering, works for uh, a national lab, defense lab company, very high level, high classified job, born again, believer, loves Jesus, um, sp- believes in things of the Holy Spirit, but has never seen it in his life. And is very analytical about it. Um, and so he came, I said, you should just come with me to Brazil and just see yeah, a lot like, of questions, ton of questions. And, uh, he was giving his testimony of his trip and he's like, my mind's blown. I haven't been able to sleep in the past few nights because that's just so, and he's, he's, he's gotten everyone's number that he prayed for who got healed and their WhatsApp number. And he's been texting them and just following up and and he's just like, my mind's blown. Like, God is he? God heals today. That's like, not only do I have it in my theology, I now have it in my experience. Randy Clark talks about fighting the vicious cycle, and he says, you know, like there's this vicious cycle where you have your theology, and when your when your experience matches your theology, it's beautiful. But when you're, like, say, in America and your experience isn't matching your theology, what most Christians do is bring their theology to match their experience. So they bring it down. And so you start explaining why things don't happen and why, you know, and that's, I think, where cessationism really just is, comes from. Um, but People if you're making excuses. Exactly. Yeah. And so what he says is go to Brazil with him and your experience will all of a sudden bounce up to match the theology and, uh, and you'll avoid the vicious downward spiral that often occurs. Yeah, and, and just uh, so people have the, the clear understanding of the magnitude when, when I, we're talking about numbers and again, these are just some of the things that, that we saw, but uh, the stats from the trip, Total in attendance, 10,610. This, these were mainly pastors and small group or cell group leaders there. 1,475 physical healings, 565 sovereign healings, 1,812 emotional healings. So those are those deliverances that we're talking about. 63 salvations, 115 rededications, 
2,521 people powerfully touched by the Lord, uh, eight blind eyes open, 29 deaf ears open, 14 tumors that were dealt with, two lame walkings, and five metal healings in the body. So Mm -hmm. power and love was poured out over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And that's just one trip. That's just one trip. Dr. Clark went seven times last year. I think he's going seven times next year. Mm -hmm. It's, It's amazing. So I highly recommend. I've been twice. I'm trying to figure out when I can go next year. Highly recommend. If you want your mind blown by what God can do and you fully believe that the God of the Bible still exists and he's still doing the things that he said he was going to do, you need to go on one of these trips and you will have um, amazing testimonies to share of your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... um it does something to you. You know, it's like my friends who have the theology healing and just say, oh, I just never see people healed. I'll say, okay, um, how many people did you pray for this year? And I, and I, and I'm not, it's not a rhetorical question. Like I'm literally asking like, how many sick people have you prayed for? And they'll like count and be like, I don't know, you know, my mom, you know, I don't know, maybe like five, seven people, you know, I'm like, that's amazing. Well, I've prayed for hundreds, you know, and, and that's, and that's where you're learning how to follow the Holy Spirit and how he wants to move. You know, Jesus did this, you know, sometimes he spit in people's eyes. Sometimes he poured mud in them. Sometimes he would just give a word. Sometimes he'd tell them to wash in a pool. You know, sometimes he would uh, uh, just say, come forward, you know, like stretch out your hand. Um, He did it all different ways. And, and I believe he was following what the spirit was doing, you know, um, you know, he was fully God and fully man at the same time, but it talked and, and it talks about, he emptied himself out and, uh, and he says, he only sees what his father's doing. You know, all these, all these things that show that he was kind of, sh- he was discipling what it looked like to move in signs and wonders. And, um, so I just encourage you, if you're listening to this, you're like, man, I just don't see it. I say, just commit, commit for the next six months to pray for one person every day. Just find them. Go to a hospital if you need to. Go to a nursing home. Who cares? Like, just find one person a day. I guarantee you, you will see breakthrough and healing and you won't look back. But don't come to me saying, I prayed for my cousin one time and they weren't healed and it just doesn't work. Don't tell me that. Um, because that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Sometimes that's by God's grace. It does work like that. That's rare. Um, yeah, you know, out of all of the things that we did see God do, uh, there were people that didn't get healed. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- those are things that uh, we don't understand. We don't know why one does and one does not. Um, right. Yeah. You know, so one example is a woman came and she had blurry eyesight in one eye. And I prayed seven times for her. Nothing happened. Next woman, very next person, she had blurry vision in both eyes. We prayed once, both eyes could see perfectly clear, no issues. Uh, So I don't understand why that happened. But uh, I had two different friends that I had met last year, both of them with severed spinal cords. One, it's been seven years now since her car wreck. One, it's been three years since he fell in a deep hole. Uh, but both of them with the same injury, both in wheelchairs, prayed for them multiple times last year, 
they were both experiencing heat. They were both experiencing tingling. They were both wow. able to move below the waist after those prayers last year. I wanted them to get out of the wheelchair. They're both still in the wheelchairs. They both came back this year. We prayed again. Heat. They're feeling below the waist. They're both moving below the waist. They wow. didn't get out of the wheelchair. I have no idea. And that night after I just prayed for both of them, I was talking to one of the ladies on our team and I was like, you know, I just, I was praying for these two friends of mine and I was just believing that they were going to get out of that wheelchair and, and they just, they didn't. And she said, well, you know, I'm a, a nurse in an orthopedic surgeon's office. She was like, and that's not normal that they were feeling below the waist that they were moving. Like that right. doesn't happen. I was like, I know that's why I was so excited, you know? So Sometimes we've got to celebrate what God is doing, even when we're not seeing the result that we want. I have no idea right. how it works. I just know the more people I pray for, the more people I see get healed. Right. You know, so that the more at bats you get, the more opportunities you're going to see God step in and do what God does. Paul can't heal anybody. I can't heal anybody. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. They do the healing, but it is our ability and our willingness to pray over and over and over. That's how we get to see God move in yes. power on this earth. Absolutely. So well said. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you said, you know, we don't, we don't question what God's not doing. We celebrate what he is doing. And, uh, you know, and, and honestly, everyone we pray for should feel loved. Whenever they walk away, they should go, man, whether they were healed or not, they feel loved. And if, if you can, at the very least, just love on people, that's a miracle in itself. I mean, that that's an amazing thing. And um, and so, yeah, that's that's so kingdom. I love it. Love it. Well, Paul, I've really enjoyed having you on here today. I know that this has just been uh, an inspiring and just uh, an encouraging message that you've brought today. How can people find out more about you? Uh, how, where can they go? Social media, internet. What what does that look like? Yeah, you can um, you can go to my Instagram um, and look me up there. I'm Paul Martini. Uh, I think it's underscore Paul Martini is, is the uh, actual tag handle there. Um, you can go to my church website, newlifecity.org, um, and kind of catch up on stuff there. We have our YouTube channel and things like that. Um, and then uh, I have a, a website called Martini ministry.com uh, and uh, or .org. I can't remember, but you can check both those out. Um, and sometimes, and I haven't updated the places I've been going uh, in, a, in a while, but um, you'll see 2023 things coming on there. We'll have a few events that I'll be doing around the country. Um, and yeah, you can catch me there. But uh, I'm Matt, so honored to be on this show of yours, and I hope it touches many people and inspires them to go after the kingdom. Thank you very much. And I've loved having you on here. I love your heart. And, you know, not just to bring a, a word to large groups, but also to do individual ministry. And so I so appreciate that. Uh, but if you have enjoyed listening to this episode today, if this has encouraged you, you know that there's somebody out there that, that needs encouragement as well. There's somebody else just like you that would love to hear this message of hope and encouragement. So please like and share the, the message. You can follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose. 
on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose Always. We appreciate you listening, and we will be back again in two weeks.